0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Brave Podcast with your host, Mark Guy. I'm so happy you came and listening and enjoying and engaging and growing with us. I am super excited. I have a special guest today, and I cannot wait for everyone to meet her. So today I have Deidre Daniel. She is a speaker, game inventor and founder of the Interesting Conversation Company and also of the Big Fat Tip. Please help me welcome Didra. Hey,
1: Didra. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me on your show.
0: Absolutely. So, Deidre, could you please tell us what do you have going on in your world right now?
1: Yeah, well, it's a little difficult right now being a professional speaker when people are not allowed to gather in groups So uh, they don't need me on stage. So what I've been doing, um, I invented this card game, which I was selling on Amazon as a way to get more speaking gigs. And so now I'm using this time to write a book, which is tied to the class that I teach, which is called How to Be More Interesting Than a Cell Phone. So that should come out in about a month and a half. That's a lofty goal, maybe two months, but, you know, so we'll, we'll get the book out and then uh, I'll probably create an online class. That'll be uh, COVID proof since it looks like we're not going to be traveling anywhere for, for a while. I, so that's, what's going on with me.
0: I think it's exciting. I think it's a big sh- uh, shift and change for a lot of people. So I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, changing their circumstance, changing their uh, way they do business and they do travel. I'm very interested to learn, uh, Deidre, how'd you get started and why did you select this title, uh, the interesting conversation company? Why, Why, how'd this come about?
1: Oh, that's, that's a great question. So I used to work at Geico. I worked there for 19 years and, and then I moved on to another company called Agio. And so what I learned, working for those two companies, is that if you have a name, if your business has a name that people can't pronounce or understand, you have to spend billions of dollars to get them to a pronounce it correctly and b even understand what it is that you're selling and when i worked at geico no one could pronounce it when i first started there in 1999 and they had been around since 1936 and i started in 1999 and people would call up and mispronounce the company is this Gecko is this Geico was this what it's you know what is this and I would have to explain to people over and over and over again what Geico did and like, oh yeah I already have auto insurance and so so it was just so hard to get people to understand what that company did and it took billions of dollars a year and then when I started working at this other company agio and agio is Latin it means to augment and so, if you get too um, creative with your business uh, name, and people can't pronounce it and they don't understand it, you're already creating all of these other hurdles for yourself. It's hard enough to advertise when people can pronounce your name and understand what it is that you do, and you're trying to cut through that clutter. Why create a lofty name, or a str- I shouldn't say a lofty name, just a you know? So I decided I'm going to create a company that just says what it does the interesting conversations company and usually the response i get from people is oh interesting that sounds interesting i'm like yeah exactly exactly right that's what's what's with the name perfect you're, you're saying exactly what i need you to to say and think um so yeah
0: i can appreciate this uh, reasoning and rationale um as you were explaining the origin of the interesting conversation company is that apple right everybody knows what apple is it's, you know, right? You know, like the Apple computer? Yeah. Apple computer or, I don't know, Microsoft. I mean, Google a little bit different. different <laughs> or Facebook or one of those. Mm-hmm. We all had to learn, right? We all had to learn what Google was. But in the beginning, I'm sure it was um, uh, those questions. Okay, so what, what, what do you do in a normal day or like a normal week in your, in your company? And what kind of exciting things are uh, happening?
1: Yeah. Well, so right now I've taken my game and I've modified it to play on Zoom. So since people can't get together in groups, I know they can, you know, play these card games with their families or their or their roommates, whoever's in close proximity. Uh, but I realized I needed to find a way to help people connect uh, remotely. And so what I did is I took my card game and I started testing it out in Zoom. And what I found is that usually people want to touch the playing card they want to read it and so that was a hurdle that i had in this virtual world so i took the cards made images of the of the cards and put them in like a PowerPoint presentation. So here I have it on a slide deck. And so I would put the card up on the screen and I would read it and then other people would answer and I would just pull out the answers from people and they became more comfortable with it and more competitive. And I found ways, uh, for instance, there's a debate section in the card game where people argue really funny topics like um, toilet paper over versus under. And so you divide the teams up you know team over versus team under and they get to argue about you know which way the toilet paper should roll or you know cat owners are nicer and more honest than dog owners and so you have the the meow mixers versus the good boys and so then they can argue about that because people don't really argue and debate and discuss opposing points of view without uh, becoming hostile anymore, and so I think it's so critical that we do embrace discussion and opposing points of view. So I teach them how to do it by by using funny topics that they can argue and laugh about um, and practice debating. So, anyway, I figured out on Zoom that you can put people in these breakout rooms so they could huddle up, come up with their debate and then come back together as a group and argue in front of each other. And so it was just a matter of figuring out how to use this platform that everyone was jumping on and make it work for a card game. Yeah. And like there's another section where people have to bet points on other other uh, players' answers and so I figured out how to do that in chat with by playing it with some friends. Uh, that I had met actually at Podfest, and we tested it out, and we're like, okay, all right, this is this is how we're going to use this in the chat function, since people can't write it down on a piece of paper and show it show it to each other, uh, you know, together as a group. So, so that's what I did, and and now uh, people have been hiring me to uh, run these virtual game sessions, and I've been doing it for companies that want their uh, employees to be able to bond. Uh, some some people have hired me because they can't fly across the country to take a key client out to dinner. So they realize that's actually cheaper to do this game. They can send a bottle of wine to their client, tell them when to log in, and then they're bonding with these clients in ways that they didn't before when they used to go out to these fancy dinners. Uh, you know, everyone liked the fancy dinner, but they weren't bonding in the same way that they do with this game. So... Um, I'm not traveling as much and I certainly am not making as much as I, as I could be, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I hate to use the word pivot because that's the word everyone keeps using, but that's what, what I'm doing to make it work.
0: Mm, I love it. Um, Didra, could you just um, tell me or share with me, how did you, how long did it take you to create the game? And I, I am a lucky very fortunate recipient of the game I have seen it, I have touched it, I have played with it just a little bit and uh, but I recommend I recommend that without reservations to everyone to check it out and we will have links to your product page on Amazon so people can order it. Um, so where did you come up with this this you know this very provocative sometimes sometimes uh, extraordinary those creative uh, prompts for people to think outside of their normal um, way of thinking?
1: Oh, that's a great question, Mark. Um, So several years ago, I was attending a conference and they asked me to come up with a 10 minute topic to fill in this blank piece of time this like like this time slot that they didn't know what they were going to do with they they thought they would have more content than they did and they said you may have this like 10 minutes of dead air could you just fill it with something and I said what do you want me to fill it with they're like I don't know just talk about anything anything you want to talk about and I wasn't allowed to talk about Geico that was one stipulation is you can't talk about auto insurance people are going to think that's boring you got to come up with something that's universal for everyone in the room and I said uh okay, well, how about how to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party? And they're like, yeah, that's a great, it's a great topic. But don't be surprised if only 30 people show up because there's a lot of other content, a lot of other, um, you know, activities and such going on at the same time. And so, you know, it's a huge room, but there still might only be 30 people in it. I was like, all right, great. So I show up. And the place is packed and there's people sitting in the aisles and they're standing around the perimeter of the room and they're like in the back trying to get in. And um, I did 10 minutes of just random weird facts and articles that I had read over the years, you know, like news from Florida Uh, Florida man there's always funny stuff there and I just I, I, I threw that out there to the audience and I said here are some weird topics that anyone could talk about and follow it up with a who what when where why how some of those questions and you got a funny conversation going on so when I walked off the stage all these people followed me out into the into the hallway asking for more and they and then this other uh, woman approached me she goes you're hysterical I would like to pay you two thousand five hundred dollars to come speak at my conference and um, you know it's next month but uh, we'll pay to fly you out there and put you in a hotel and you know we'll pay for all your meals I was like are you kidding me this is great she was like, yeah just make it like a, you know an hour and I thought oh is this how easy it is for professional speakers you know people just run up to you and you know want to pay you and and uh, I was like wow this is great here I have a job already and you know someone's offering me this money so i had to fill out paperwork at the company to have this second job and and uh and so i i did that and i you know took the content stretched it out added a few things to it and the feedback i got was okay this is really cool but we can't figure out how to how to practice when you're not with us so that was something that kind of stuck in the back of my mind i thought well if i ever do anything else with this i should probably come up with a way to help people you know you know a lot of times people forget training after it's happened so you know two weeks later they've forgotten 90% of, of what they were taught So you know a couple years went by and every once in a while I would teach this topic but I was really focused on you know my my real job at, at uh, Geico. But I was becoming more and more depressed at my job there and I was feeling underappreciated and um, even though I loved my customers I loved my team I loved what I was doing I really was suffering from you know I think you've ever heard of the Sunday dread or the Sunday scaries and you know Monday is coming up and I, I just I started to hate sundays and then i started to hate saturdays because saturdays were too close to sunday and then i found that the only time i really liked and i was happy about just life in general was friday afternoons and i thought i just i i can't stand it anymore and a big a big reason for that is my boss had quit and i had a i had a new boss and he just didn't value me the way um my old boss did and uh, a problem that is 100% mine and you know completely my fault is that all of the mentors I had at Geico all left the company at about the same time and it was none of it was really foreseen like some of them they retired earlier than expected or they had you know maybe a health uh, issue and so they left and so suddenly I didn't have anyone there that was advocating for me. Were mentoring me and all of my mentors were outside of the company who all kept saying you know you're so much bigger than Geico there were so many other things you could be doing so I started looking for other jobs and I found I found one and they wanted me to do like innovative type uh, products and, and services but when I got there they said could you please sell life insurance to your old clients And I didn't want to do that. And so they didn't want to pay me to not do that. So they fired me. And so then suddenly I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't have a job. So like my whole life, I was worried about, you know, job security or what have you. And then suddenly I'm in this place of, you know, I don't have a job. What am I going to do? And I just didn't want to go back into corporate America where I was sitting in another time sucking, soul crushing meeting about a topic that I didn't care about. Like, I'm in my mid 40s. And I've had friends of mine just die in their sleep. Like, what's the second half of my life going to be about? What am I doing? What am I contributing to the world? What am I contributing to the society? And most importantly, I don't want anyone else being able to dictate my life. Like I, I know it's I know it's it's a very lofty thing to to wish for we all have to answer to somebody or something but i just you know if you're not at the table you're on the menu and i just wanted more control of my life so i thought i'm going to start a business and i'm going to really put more effort into The interest this interesting conversation company helping people connect like I'm depressed and a big part of the reason why I'm depressed is I'm not connecting with other people. I don't feel appreciated. There are a lot of things that I could contribute and teach other people to help them and lift them up and so that's what I'm gonna do, and then I thought, well, I ha- I have to remember that feedback I received before, where they like the class, but they need something to teach them, and so that's why I decided to invent this card game. And I have zero game experience, so that was quite the quite the process. But that was that was a long answer. I hope I hope that you know, I didn't uh, ramble there. But
0: I like the origin. I like the decision making process. Um, I love listening to people 's stories the way they tell them, uh, because it 's important and um, and so I have a follow up question now so now that you had this experience, and I understand you were working for nineteen years right in corporate mm-hmm. America from what I understand, and then you left one position, then something else came along, and then you had to go. And now you have this business, right? And it's exciting. I mean, it's truly, it puts spark in people's eyes. I've mm. seen it. I've seen them um, being engaged creatively. And I, I mean, you cannot talk about this product that you have without a big smile on your face. Right? It's it's interesting. It's kind of novel. We all make jokes. Everyone is, I think everyone fancies or imagines themselves to be a comedian like oh i'm so funny <laughs> when the reality people are okay they're not that funny but you know we're not gonna tell them <laughs> um so i think it, it it allows um us as 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 um uh, consumers of the game to you know to be heard to be seen right and to be funny to be okay I'm i'm kind of funny when i have this game so what have you learned so far about people who are Using your product, um, what kind of feedback they telling you now that you're testing it every day, and mm-hmm. where are you uh, hoping to grow with this?
1: Yeah, um so the typical feedback I receive from people is that this game is not what they think. Or or they thought it was going to be. They they all have experienced those icebreaker games where, you know, it's asking you, What's your favorite color? Or, what Halloween costume did you wear as a kid? You know, that kind of stuff. And so they assume that's the kind of game I have. And then they play it and they're like, Oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And then the feedback is, Wow, this was the first time I've really laughed in a long time this is the first time I've seen my team laugh together in probably three or four months or this was the emotional break I needed or the mental break I needed and so I love hearing that kind of feedback because it feels like I'm doing good in the world because I'm helping people um, when I'm doing these Zoom sessions and you know in person sessions, I work really hard to make it safe for introverts because introverts don 't usually like icebreaker type games, and so I have to stress to them this is not a this is not an icebreaker i 'm uh, helping you think creatively, and there 's no wrong answer in fact, the more ridiculous your answer is, the better so that makes it safe because you 're never going to be wrong, and so often we're told we're wrong. And we desperately just want to be right. And we want to be appreciated and important and all that. And so I go out of my way to make sure that they know they're appreciated, they're important, and their contributions matter. And so that creates this safe environment where they come up with even more ridiculous answers. And that's when people just start laughing because of the creativity of it and the sort of the absurdity of what's coming out of their mouths. And then they realize they don't have to filter themselves. And that feels good to yeah. be able to do.
0: I love that. So, I will make sure that we put all the links to um, p- people who are interested to purchase. I recommend everyone buys the game today who is listening. I, I well, thank I have you my, very much. <laughs> my full endorsement. Um, my follow up question, Deidre, is this So, somebody is listening right now and they are sold on this idea. They They love the laughter. Maybe they're in training or maybe they're responsible for. Uh, leadership development in their company um so somebody's gonna reach out to you could you just also tell us how to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party
1: yeah okay so uh you want the abridged uh version uh of the training right now
0: do it really fast? one or two things like something that okay i can do this
1: yeah okay um All right. So the first thing you need to do is break your bad habits. And we all have these bad habits. And I call them the seven deadly habits that will send your conversation to the emergency room. So that's the first thing you need to do is stop being so annoying. If you can get rid of these bad habits, you will be the most liked person at the cocktail party, and then we can work on making you more interesting. So you want to make sure you're not gossiping. So I say don't be the gossiper. Don't be the complainer. And then there's two kinds of interrupters. I call them the the time hopper. They're the ones that cut you off and assume they know where you're going. So they blurt out the punchline, or they tell you they already read the article that you're getting ready to mention. or I, and then there's the hijacker and they just cut you off in the middle of your story and just turn it on to them and just change the topic and bring it back to what they feel like talking about mm-hmm. and then you want to make sure you don't have you're not the phone mower and that's the person that is always looking at their phone or looking over your shoulder to find someone else more interesting to talk to people want to know that you care about them so you got to be focused on them And so many other people are so distracted all the time, the sheer fact that you're focused on someone else is going to make you more attractive to them because they're not used to that kind of undivided attention uh, as well. But you also don't want to one up people. And uh, like if someone says they just went on a carnival cruise, you shouldn't be saying, well, you know, Viking cruises are so much better. I can't believe you go on a carnival cruise. Like, why would you say that? You should be like, oh, cruises are great. Yeah, they really are. What was your favorite part of your trip? And that's, that's what you should be talking about. Not putting someone down based on their, on their cruise choice or their restaurant choice or taste in music or something like that. Um, So those are the different things I I tell people they need to focus on, that they need to i don't know if i listed all seven but you know you do need to clean that up and then focus on being more interesting and so part of that is removing your filters and asking better questions debating and discussing like don't don't run away from an argument get in there but have fun with it and don't take it personally and see if you can find some common ground with that person you know we all need to be discussing opposing points of view more now than ever before and i think we're just afraid to do that and so then i have this recipe for spiking the conversation and if you just want a quick tip just google uh, florida man and you'll get today's news and it's usually some weirdo that has done something in florida and you can just bring that up and that's always kind of hysterical fodder uh, for any kind of conversation like hey did you did you hear about this woman that just pulled a baby uh, alligator out of her yoga pants when she got pulled over by the cops? Like, I, why was that in her yoga pants? Like, what in the world? Um,
0: I, <laughs> I have seen that. And um, I am, I have, I know, there it's, it's available. It's, you know, you Google Florida man and your birth date, and then there's always <laughs> going to be something. Uh, something, great. Right? <laughs> there's always going to be something. Um, I love this. Uh, Deidre, thank you so much. Um, and I'm very interested to play this game again, uh, with you and with my associates and perhaps clients as well. I'll be looking forward to your book as it comes out. Uh, I will be one of those who will purchase it and recommend it and endorse it. I have, thank seen, you. You. Mm-hmm. I have seen you speak on the several occasions and there's always, um, this genuine, um, care about your audience and you are very you create curiosity you stir those uh, thinking wheels inside your listeners so i appreciate that so uh, i have seen you speak your speaker with power so we are coming to the end of this interview uh, didra one of the things i'd like to note i am going to ask you two questions first what is next what is the next thing that we can look forward to and the best way to contact you for people who wanna work with you and uh, engage with you.
1: Yeah, thanks Mark. Um, So I'm creating an online class called How to Be More Interesting Than a Cell Phone. That's gonna go with the book. So the book's gonna come out and then the online class. And uh, then after that, hopefully everything's good and we can travel again and people can hire me to come to their events. And you can go to interestingconversations.com to reach out to me directly. And if you want to buy the game, it's on Amazon. It's called The Very Interesting Game. If you're noticing a theme here, interesting is pretty much in everything that I do because it's all about not being boring.
0: I love this. Thank you, Deidre. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming and sharing this wonderful techniques. And I'll be having, I will be posting the links. It's in a uh, publisher's listen note. So everyone can find you easily and connect with you and purchase your uh, extraordinary products. Um, Thank you everyone who joined us. Now remember there's people out there right now who have less experience than you, who have less qualifications than you, but they are living the the life that you can only dream of. The only difference between you and them is they took action, imperfect action, but action nonetheless. So make sure that you do everything with courage and speak brave. Thanks, everyone. And we'll talk to you next time.
1: Thanks, Mark.